What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the first episode of MA Podcast. My name is Mark, if you're new to this channel. And uh, I just wanted to say what's up to all you guys. I know I've been saying that I wanted to do a podcast for a minute, for a long time. And uh, just testing things out right now. So it's my first time using this setup. I don't really know how this is going to turn out, so I hope it turns out okay. Today it is me, myself, and I. And I'm just going to kind of kick it with y'all. And see how this podcasting kind of goes. I'm late to the party, but better late than never, I suppose. So today what I wanted to talk about very briefly with you guys is uh, if you guys have been following my YouTube channel, then you would know that one of my latest projects that I am releasing or that I'm working on right now is Anastasio Kali Association, which is pretty much my own Filipino martial arts banner. So a lot of uh, hypotheticals and a lot of questions have come up in the air. Um, most of them good, and I've had a lot of positive feedback. So I want to thank everyone for the support with this uh, big project of mine. This is honestly probably next to Union Martial Arts, which is my uh, home academy here in Brampton, Ontario, Canada. This is probably the second, if not tied, for the biggest project that I will be taking on. And this is something that is hopefully going to last, you know, for a very, very long time and set the standard for what I believe is a very efficient way to teach martial arts, specifically Filipino martial arts, to the community. So... Uh, just to give you guys a little bit of backstory, I am from a lineage called Bias Tres Manos. Uh, my grandmaster or grand maestro, uh, the head of the system is grand maestro John Bias. If you guys wanted to read up a little bit on him, uh, you could definitely visit their website and kind of get a, an idea of where we come from and, and what we do. Because I know lineage is a big thing to a lot of people. But... I've been uh, Bias Tresmanos since I started. My instructor as well is from Bias Tresmanos, who is directly under Grand Maestro. So very, very close to the lineage and is something you could definitely track, which is, uh, you know, in some cases a rarity in Filipino martial arts because it's just so spread out. And in FMA, usually, even within Bias Tresmanos, there's a lot of different influences from other Filipino martial arts systems or uh, lineages to say. So, um, with bias Jasmano specifically, you know, a lot of my techniques and a lot of my interpretations of how uh, classes are to be ran and, you know, kind of the standard of what each rank upholds to, a lot of it has come from, of course, my, my lineage. And just because I started Anastasio Kali doesn't mean I'm automatically assuming like I'm skipping ranks or something like now I'm a grandmaster or I'm as equal as you know my grandmaster John Bias I will always be Bias Dresmanos my my family is Bias Dresmanos there's no disowning there's no uh, bad blood between us and it's not like I started it to rival them in fact the whole reason why this started now is because I had the blessings from my instructor and Grandmaster John Bias to begin with. So that was a very huge thing for me um, before I started this whole thing because I wanted them to know that 
this is just my way to share the art the way that I feel I could share it the best. And part of that is being more direct with my students and eventually affiliates and you know other people that will be training underneath the banner of Anastasio Kali. And so basically, it's an organization that's going to uphold standards and kind of give the structure necessary to grow and be able to pass it on to the next generation or to other people who are interested in having Filipino martial arts as part of their, their life. Now, uh, in Anastasio Kali, there's a lot of, you know, obviously modifications that I've done to fit the need that I feel is missing. And if there wasn't a need of modifications and if it was exactly, you know, going to be the, the way it is, then I really have no reason to do Anastasio Kali. Um, it's almost like a prideful thing because I just want my name to be known. So I just used Anastasio because it, it's a structure and it's a curriculum that I founded that I found works best. And because of that, I don't want it to be an association or an organization that represents something or rather someone, but it's coming from me. So with my kind of guideline and framework of making Anastasia Kali, I want it to be very, very direct. And I don't want it to go through this person, then that person, then that person, then that person, then that person, just to get from point A to point B. And obviously, communication is a very, very big factor when it comes to any sort of organization, um, any sort of group, any sort of uh, chain of command. It's, communication is one of the most important things. And that's one of the things that I feel uh, I've done a great job of, especially with my students here. And uh, this isn't just like a random thought that came out of nowhere. For those of you who don't know, um, like I said, Union Martial Arts is my home academy. It's my, uh, my, my baby. I've been growing it for seven years now, roughly seven years. Um, but I've had the privilege since the day I started teaching martial arts uh, to have directly influenced, trained, promoted uh, over 200 students in those seven years. So, or sorry, not in those seven years. It, it, since the day I started, sorry. Uh, and when I was able to teach. So I've gone through a lot of trial and errors, and, and I've first-handed been able to, you know, see what works and what doesn't work when it comes to teaching uh, Filipino martial arts to, to someone. And there's a couple of factors that go into this. So, um, of course, Filipino martial arts as a whole, and I can't speak for everyone, but I think I can speak for the majority, it is very unstructured. And there's a reason for that, because... Filipino martial arts was passed down orally because it was banned at some point in time during the Spanish colonization. So with it being passed down orally, of course, there's some things that are going to be forgotten, whether because it just wasn't documented or because someone felt that it wasn't necessary to remember. So with each instructor going down the lineage, they obviously evolve the art and find things more useful or more efficient. And then they discard the things that they feel that don't need to be passed down anymore. And that could also just be from personal preference because they like doing that. So uh, with Anastasio Kali, it's, it's a big uh, representation of what I've done over the years with Union Martial Arts. 
And for my students and for, you know, the people around me, they know I'm huge on structure. I'm huge on giving, you know, these building blocks. And, and this is a concept uh, my grand maestro John Bias told me. And he's just constantly build and build and build and build. But you have to remember what each block represents. And you have to be able to look back before you can kind of venture off on your own. And so I feel that structure is probably the biggest reason why I created Anastasio Kali. Um, I've also been blessed with, you know, being, I feel like I'm in the right place at the right time. Uh, my instructor was very old school, very traditional. And, uh, you know, sometimes he would say, okay, so the first count is going to be uh, these moves. And then second count is going to be this move. And then when you repeat it, he changes it. So I feel like because I was a student of that kind of process, it made me very sharp. Because if I wasn't on my toes, then I wouldn't be able to uh, follow up. Or I wouldn't be able to catch on to what he was trying to teach. But unfortunately, to the, to the mass or the greater public, not everyone is like that. And I had to learn that as a young instructor because I wanted everyone to be just like me. I wanted everyone to be hard knock, to understand, you know, how hard you have to work to be good at this. And I just didn't know how to translate it. So it, it was very frustrating as a, you know, as a young instructor to see that, you know, children of this generation or people from a different kind of upbringing or a different, even a different culture, it's not translated the same way. And for Filipino martial arts personally, for Filipino martial arts to be recognized as uh, a martial art that is capable of being taught to anyone, anywhere, uh, with any level of experience or any different kind of teaching style or learning style, rather, there has to be structure in which you can bend and twist and, and you know, uh, modify to make it meet the criteria that is able to teach these individuals. And, um, you know, one of my skills is being able to articulate my thoughts and be able to kind of fraction my, my movements and fraction my lesson plans to make it a progressive way to learn where students can refer back to the first thing I learned and they can understand me orally, they can understand it written on paper, and they can understand it visually and also physically through touch. And so with a combination of you know that throughout the years, uh, the, I guess, product would be Anastasio Kali. And I feel very confident with it. And, uh, you know, I, I get lots of compliments from people um, around the community. I get a lot of compliments from people outside of Filipino martial arts, of course, on YouTube and stuff, of my teaching ability. And Anastasio Kali is not a breakthrough in, in technique. I didn't find something, some secret technique that makes me better than people. I'm just playing off of my strength as an instructor, and I think that um, that's one of the strongest things that I offer. It's not what I know, it's how I deliver that, how I translate that from person to person. And so I, I'm blessed to have so many students at Union Martial Arts and uh, people who you know, have supported FMA Concepts, which was the online tutorial site, uh, which is now Anastasia Kali as well. But I've had you know, lots of people who, who have benefited from that. And that's one of my, my life goals as a, as a businessman. It's one of my life goals uh, as part of my martial arts legacy that I want to leave behind.
But Anastasia Kali is going to help me have that platform to take it way further than what it is now. So um, in terms of why I did it, kind of on that, that note, um, you know, Union Martial Arts was the first question mark of my life. And I'm so fortunate now to have, you know, business doing very, very well. It's a very self-sufficient uh, gym. We have, you know, different martial arts in here as well. So we teach a, a kuntao, which is pretty much like our, I like to call it our Filipino form of karate. Um, I know kuntao is all over the place, but uh, our specific blend, if you will, is, is very Shotokan-esque, if I will. And of course, we have our kali, and then we've also uh, introduced the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu program here. And uh, when, when I was a lot younger and I first started Union Martial Arts, I just wanted it to be a Filipino martial arts school. I'm very prideful. You know, I'm a Filipino-Canadian. I don't speak Tagalog or any dialect in the Philippines. Uh, I can understand majority of the language, but this was kind of my way to connect to my culture. And I wanted to shed light on Filipino martial arts because I felt like it, it was so underappreciated even though it's such a heavy contributor in today's world, whether it's in cinematics or it's in law enforcement or it's in wellness, it's kind of like the unsung hero. Um, but with that being said, you know, as I got older and I started to, uh, my perspective on combat, not just martial arts, just my perspective on combat started to change and, uh, with that kind of influencing the way that, you know, my personality is and the way that I view life, I realized that, of course, Filipino martial arts has all these different sections and you have your, your grappling, like your dumog and your, your buno, you have your different categories of weapons, you have your empty hand, you have kicking arts, you have punching arts, you have uh, everything, projectiles, you name it. The problem is, Going back to you know what I said before, it's the structure and the ability to pass it down. Um, Dumog is you know kind of one of the more popular terms for Filipino grappling systems, but I've never seen a Filipino grappling system to match, let's say Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And though I'd like to promote Filipino martial arts to the fullest, I know that we are not complete. We are very vast but we are not complete by any means. And if we are, it's a collection of different individuals, different instructors, and that's a lot of people to go through. So part of my evolution of Anastasia Kali was actually diving into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, the way that is taught, their principles, uh, the way their organizations are ran, and I got a sense of why they are so successful, and I've gotten a sense of why you know, um, it, it's so in demand. And no martial art will ever be bulletproof, but I think refining it from the outside is better than uh, trying to, to refine it so well from the inside, if that makes sense. So rather than staying in the Filipino martial arts community and looking like, oh, what this system does is really good, what that system does is really good, let me take that, let me take that, let me take that. I was kind of looking at it from the outside in and be like, okay, so all of these other martial arts, all of these other organizations that are standing so tall, what have they done differently? Because I think as a martial artist, and I think a lot of people can agree, every martial art has 
good in it. Everything is, is applicable in some way, some form. But I think it's the translation where we lose a lot of the time. And so with me being, you know, kind of submersed in the Brazilian jiu-jitsu community, I kind of got a sense of, ah, that's why it's so in demand. That's why it works so well. That's why the, the line of communication hasn't been broken yet. And, uh, you know, of course, with Brazilian jiu-jitsu, as big as it is now, they're still very clean in terms of, you know, they can trace their lineage and they can all agree um, on, like, kind of the, the, the order of the lineage and, and that kind of clears up seniority and whatnot. And when it comes to Filipino martial arts, pretty much everyone is from a different lineage or uh, similar style or, or similar kind of process, but people have different rankings, people have different criterias, people have different um, kind of ways to, to acknowledge or ways to, to separate what's a student, what kind of level are they, what does it take to be an instructor, uh, who's a master, who's a grandmaster, so on and so forth. And the last thing anybody wants to do, especially in, in today's day and age, is step on anyone's toes. Nobody wants to say that my style is better than yours because that's, kind of that's kind of a fight of our, of our, of our masters, so to say, of, of the generation before us. Everybody wants to try to come together and try to you know, help Filipino martial arts stand on its own two feet. But I think this, the state of Filipino martial arts right now is everyone still kind of has their own hidden agenda. And I don't speak for everyone, but I feel that with Filipino martial arts, you know, before we can stand together, you kind of got to look at yourself and your own group and, and see how you can improve on that. Because I think every system is good. I think everyone has enough to be able to teach and, and propagate and be able to grow. They just don't know how because there is no structure behind it because they're waiting on their instructor or their grandmaster to give them the go-ahead to say, you're allowed to do this, you're allowed to do that. And um, then, of course, there's a lot of jealousy between other groups. You know, I think very low-key, there's some jealousy going on because some people thrive in today's world, especially with social media and YouTube videos and stuff like that. And so they're upset. They're like, oh, you shouldn't be sharing it like that. And, uh, you know, this is wrong, this is wrong, you know. And then kind of our, our instructors... Um, battles of whose style is better kind of comes back into us and, and it's naturally kind of ingrained in, in most of us growing up because that's that was our our upbringing in Filipino martial arts so I feel like in order to have Filipino martial arts get to that level I am just one person but my contribution to Filipino martial arts will be uh, a method of my own where you know it's not to say that Bias Jasmanos or Anastasio Kali or, or my methods of, of teaching are better than yours. But this is what I believe I can do at the best of my capabilities to bring Filip uh, Filipino martial arts to uh, the masses, to be able to spread this art um, in a way where I'm not going to bring anyone else down, where I'm not going to you know, push people down to bring myself up. And so... Um, that's kind of my thing right now because, uh, yeah, you know, to be honest with you guys, there's, if you guys are part of the, the, I guess, I don't know what to call it, if it's the Filipino martial arts community or tactical community, uh, especially here in, in Canada, specifically like around Toronto, the greater Toronto area, um, you know, 
a lot of the times we've actually tried to start something in which we can, you know, build a better future for Filipino martial arts. And I'm all for it. And I wish everyone in that well. And I hope everyone succeeds, whether together or separately. You know, I've also had other groups reach out to me, too, who, who say that they're doing the same thing. But again, deep down, I just feel like there's, there's, a, there's some people, not all of them, some people have a hidden agenda. And don't get me wrong, I'm all for sharing. I'm all for, you know, learning more within Filipino martial arts because I'm nowhere near, like, all-knowing. And I'm still going to continue to learn uh, and be able to, you know, progressively teach different things and be able to continue to improve and grow Anastasio Kali, as well as all my students here at Union Martial Arts. But uh, it, it's the same thing as what I said earlier with kind of like, you got to kind of look at yourself first. So, you know, like uh, if you guys uh, follow, there's, a, there's another YouTube channel that's pretty, pretty big right now. So uh, shout out to the big homie, Paulo Rubio. You guys might know him as uh, GN. So he runs uh, Funker Tactical and Aperture Fight Focused. But anyways, there was this video uh, where it's pretty much saying 16 different martial arts or FMA systems come together. And we're all kind of doing like our Sinawali or Carenza for some of you that go by that term. And uh, that was, you know, it, it was a very, very good time. We all were kind of, we, we were all ready to, to take on this task of being able to, you know, take FMA into the, the bigger, brighter lights and, and build a community, especially in uh, the greater Toronto area, but hopefully build it into something bigger than that. And uh, like I said, I'm all for it and stuff, but uh, I actually distance myself from all of these groups and all of these um, people that say that that's what they want to do, whether it's it's the truth or not. I decided to distance myself because, again, before I contribute to this group and before I decide to, you know, put my goals aside or, or not even put my goals aside, but be able to contribute completely to, to this greater good, to this goal, I, I wanted to build myself further and I wanted to, you know, um, do things without stepping on people's toes. So on that note, uh, what I kind of want to explain to you guys is like, remember, I, I, I dove very deep and, and I'm still part of uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu culture. Um, I trained Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu at Union Martial Arts as a student. I have a very good friend who is teaching, so um, I get to, to be a student with, uh, with an instructor's mindset, so to say, or instructor's maturity in a whole other world. But anyways, our culture is not like the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu culture. Uh, going back to the lineage whole thing and, and, and whatnot, you know, there, there's sport jiu-jitsu, and then there's um, self-defense jiu-jitsu, or traditional, whatever you want to call it. And um, aside from that, you know, you have different instructors who will eventually fall back on one of the Gracies, right? So it's a very clear-cut thing where everyone understands that um, they're kind of training the same thing a lot more clearer than what we are doing, because... We may all train with, you know, sticks and sword concepts and knives and empty hand, but sometimes my empty hand is different than your empty hand. And yes, it's very similar and it's still under the FMA umbrella, but 
now it comes to a point, is my empty hand better than your empty hand? Then that means my system or my lineage is better than yours. And I don't want that kind of, I don't ever want, ever want that to come up, especially between people that I have a lot of respect for, between a lot of people who, you know, I even consider my seniors in Filipino martial arts. So um, not to say that that would ever happen, but it, it is obviously a possibility because as a governing group with so many voices, someone's got to take the charge. And I don't want anyone to get the short side of the stick and I don't want to uh, ruin friendships and ruin, ruin you know, connections that I have in that group or, or with these people for the sake of, you know, the greater good. And, um, you know, to respect that in terms of growth, uh, I, I, I decline to engage in these things now because, uh, again, it's just at some point in time, someone's toes are going to be stepped on. And uh, I feel like in order for everyone to come together as a governing group or for everyone to come together and, and have a solid uh, understanding of, of a foundation, of principles, of how this, this Filipino martial arts group is going to grow, someone's got to get hurt. Someone's got to, you know, someone's got to take the back seat or someone's going to not be happy 100%. And uh, that's not a healthy thing to, to build a, an organization upon, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm all for training and learning and, uh, and you know, the camaraderie between everyone. I'm all for that. But in terms of, of reaching the next level, um, like I said, too many voices. So for me, Anastasio Kali, it's very direct. I'm not stepping on anyone's toes. I'm not using anyone else's names or voices and saying that they said this or they said that. And so um, I feel like I will be able to share Filipino martial arts be very direct with my affiliates, be very direct with my students and, and my, my instructors under me uh, because this is coming from my mouth and this is coming from, from my, my methodologies. Not to say that anyone else's is wrong, but this is my structure that I've kind of refined over the years and years and years, and I've seen it work. So um, that's pretty much what Anastasio Kali is. I'm going to be continuing to still make YouTube videos and still make... Uh, tutorial videos. We're actually going to be doing uh, online memberships for Anastasio Kali so you can get kind of the lesson plan that, that I do at my academy uh, in video format. And the, the, the next goal kind of is just kind of uh, spreading it and hopefully having, you know, a few affiliates around. And I'm not even being picky with, you know, it has to be in this country or that country, even within Canada or Ontario, you know, just Every step forward is a step forward for me, and with uh, with my gym growing and aging, and I have a lot of my original students, they're instructors now, um, they understand kind of the, the process. It's just kind of getting them onto the, the path of Anastasio Kali and helping them use that as a, as a vehicle to help share Filipino martial arts and um, having Filipino martial arts. Filipino martial arts uh, being accessible to, to kids, being accessible to adults, being accessible to men, women, um, and understanding the difference of how to teach it and what to teach, when to teach it, and, of course, having it in a progressive form where people can fall back on their structure at times of 
um, you know, being apart from an instructor, especially if you're an international student or if you're an affiliate far away from, from me or whatnot, and just having that structure. And here's the thing, uh, before I kind of wrap this up, when it comes to, to the way that I teach, I always tell my students that my curriculum and my guidelines behind um, a student going from beginner to black sash, because we, we go through a, a colored ranking system and we wear sashes instead of belts. But anyways, to go from no sash, which is how you start, and then work your way up from yellow, green, blue, brown, black sash, I'm just giving you a guideline. It's not the be-all and end-all of Filipino martial arts. It's just a very intricate and very uh, detailed way to teach you attributes and how to put principles into actual application and, and to understand the art itself just to a certain point where you could break it down and build it back up the way you want. And so it's actually a, a written thing in Anastasio Kali that from, from Black Sash and beyond, when you go through 10 degrees of, of Black Sash, it's actually recommended for you to put your own personal preference into it. And I feel that's the way that Anastasio Kali will grow the best because I've had that opportunity as a Bias Rismano student. There's a lot of different Bias Rismanos groups. Well, not a lot, but there's a few of us. And we're very different in our own right. But then you'll also see what brings us together. And so I took that concept and I decided to, to bring it a little further because my students will become way better than me by the end of the day because I've been able to filter and learn certain things and teach it to them earlier and found a way to teach to them where it's not kind of just like this random concept. It's, it's integrated into the way we train. It's more of a, of a principle or, again, a concept than it is a technique. So I'm not all, I don't care for a set, let's say, uh, for, for a black set, Second degree black sash, um, I, I put down, uh, I've done that uh, my students have to be able to demonstrate 12 different disarms. Let's just, let's just use that as a random explanation. But uh, I don't write down which disarms they are. So at the end of the day, I care more about application than I do about demonstration. Because I want this to not just be something where you can use this when you are a high-level black sash or it looks really, really good when you do your, your tapi-tapi or your tapping drills or you do your, you know, your disarm sequences uh, as a demonstration. I want you to be able to take this and use it for self-defense, use it for law enforcement, use it for you know, your wellness, use it as, as a means to understand the world itself. So to be able to apply Filipino martial arts, it's more than just doing 12 different disarms the way I want you to do it. It's understanding how you can take the, the X amount of disarms that I teach you that follow certain concepts and continue to evolve it and continue to make it your own. Because I feel that everyone on this planet does the best when they are doing what they want to do, how they want to do it. But of course, if I told you that in the beginning, you would have no idea because you have no structure. You have no, no kind of foundation to rest on. So my, my students now that are currently instructors, 
they all have different preferences. And I tell them all the time, it's not wrong. It's only wrong if it doesn't work for whatever goal you have in mind. If your goal was to disarm your, your partner or your opponent with a stick and you didn't get the disarm, then it doesn't work. But aside from that, if you like to do more striking disarms versus vine disarms, if you can do it and you have a process in which you can follow, you have a structured guideline in which you can teach and, and kind of uh, regurgitate it back to someone, by all means, do it because that is what you are good at and that's what you're going to be able to teach very clearly and be able to translate that to the next person. So, um, you know, I, I'm very, very proud and I'm very, very uh, confident that Anastasio Kali will, you know, break a lot of boundaries and be able to show the world um, the capability of Filipino martial arts through a means of structure and through means of the ability to um, take it and expand on it without stepping on anyone's toes. And uh, that's kind of my goal right now, guys. So that is, uh, that's going to wrap up episode one. I'll be sure to have some guests on this podcast and we'll probably be filming it. If you're watching this on the, uh, the YouTube side, we'll probably film it in the gym side. But uh, right now it's just me, myself and I. So thank you guys for listening. If you are uh, listening on the audio, make sure that you uh, make sure to, I don't even know how you do this, five star us, uh, leave a comment, leave a review, something good. And uh, if you guys are watching on YouTube and you are kicking it with me, then I thank you. Make sure you, you give this video a thumbs up. Make sure that you also, make sure that you also subscribe to uh, my YouTube channel as well. And if you guys haven't already, go ahead to AnastasioKhalid.com to check out the tutorials that are still up there to join in our uh, monthly subscription for the uh, Academy lesson plan that will be available to you. And uh, occasionally we're going to come out with some merch so you guys can you know, represent Anastasio Kali and be able to uh, be a part of the family some way, somehow. And until next time, guys, catch you then.